When you take one step, I often say in one of the mantras in this book is we learn the way on the way. I didn't know that my life was going to be what it is today, but I had the visualization and that's what I held forward. And I said, I'm going to work towards that. I'm going to take one step at a time and I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And I think that's what stops us is we don't always know how, how do we trust ourselves? How, how do I know it's going to work out? I hear that a lot. How do I know? What if I fail? What will people think if I do this? And so it's about really looking at those one at a time, those fears and addressing them with, with love and kindness. That was a little snippet. I love my snippets from Shannon Kaiser. Now, if you recognize that name, Shannon has been on the show a couple of times before. I should just call it the Kate and Shannon show. She's a longtime mentor of mine, and that's why I keep bringing her back to talk to you because I appreciate her and I believe in her teachings. I really believe in this conversation about mantras today and how powerful they can be in helping us reprogram our thoughts and feel grounded and steady when we are out of our comfort zones. Shannon has a whole book of mantras and these are power mantras and it's called Find Your Happy Daily Mantras. But her story is so much more interesting than just writing a book or writing four books as she has. She's also the best-selling author of Adventures for Your Soul and The Self-Love Experiment. But in this podcast, we dive deep into where some of her journey started and how she had crippling anxiety and was living a life of shoulds. But it was picture perfect and how she ultimately found the courage to start backing herself out of a life that didn't feel good to her. Mantras were one of the tools that helped her do that. Spoiler alert. She shares so many awesome mantras in here. So seriously, grab a pen and paper if you want to get a quick hit. But nothing will compare to just going and grabbing her book of 365 of them highly, highly recommend this one. The other gems I appreciated in here to give you a little bit of a sneak preview was we discussed what mantra actually means. I didn't know until today. We talk about Shannon's form of meditation, which is super simple, like we're talking three minutes. For those of you who aren't immediately taken by the idea of meditation, we also discuss the power of learning in the journey and how to deal with doors slamming in our face when things don't go as we hoped or planned. And finally, I'm going to give you details about how you can get in on a little competition. So stay tuned for more. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going.
Shannon, I am so happy to have you back on Here to Thrive, this time to talk about mantras. Yes, it's so good to be here. You weren't always the happy and fulfilled person that you are today. And mantras were really one of the main tools that helped you find your way back to happy, to find your happy. Can we talk about just how not happy you were there for a bit in your life? Yeah, and I think it's really important to recognize how everything is a journey for us. And I look back on my journey almost 10 years ago now. I was in a completely different career. So here I am. I have four books out. I'm a life coach. I'm a travel writer. I do all these amazing things that fill my soul. But before I had a different career, I was in advertising and I thought that's what I wanted. And I was living in Chicago. I had a really nice loft that looked like the Pinterest type lofts. It was just so amazing, right? And I was dating a man who wanted to marry me. And it just looked like this girl had it all. I was working with celebrities on different accounts in advertising. And it was glamorous and beautiful. And I was making so much money. I didn't know what to do with it. But on the inside, I was miserable. I had such extreme anxiety. I hated myself. I avoided mirrors. I couldn't say anything nice about myself. And I'd cry myself to sleep every night. And I thought to myself, I had a calendar. And I thought, you know, this, I, at that point, I thought everyone cried themselves to sleep at night. I really thought in my mid 20s and late 20s that this was just the way life was uh, for this being human. And I started to document it on a calendar. And after, Um, 30 days, I had put a smiley face on any day that I made it through without crying or feeling this overwhelming fear and anxiety. And after I think I did a 45 day stint after 45 days, there was only three days. And so every other day was just almost impossible to make it through. And I went to the doctor and I kind of brought my calendar in and, and she diagnosed me with clinical depression. And it was a very interesting turning point for me because she gave me a prescription to fill. And as I was walking to the pharmacy, it was very strange because it was like this force field that would not allow me to open the pharmacy's door. I tried and I would like open it. And it's like, I tried to go in and and my inner voice said, Shannon, there's a better way for you personally. And I listened to that voice and that voice led me to let go of all the things that weren't working. So to really, my inner voice said, follow your heart. And at that time, I didn't know what my heart wanted, but I I decided to listen to it because that was a more loving voice than what I had heard in my head before, before it was all hate and negativity. And I said, you know, I'm going to follow this. And that led to the tool of mantras. And that is simply repeating a positive affirmation over and over and meditating on it. And so what I did is I started to write down mantras and I made them up myself. And that's what Find Your Happy Daily Mantras, this book is. It's my 365 favorite mantras that I use to heal myself from depression. So what it looks like is when I very first left advertising, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that that's not what I wanted. But I started to get clarity that I love writing. And in my writing, the fear came up. You can't make a living doing what you love. For writers starve. Like, how dare you be happy? No one's going to want to hear you. Like, that's the negative voice we have when we kind of want to do something that we like. And a mantra simply became... I trust the process. I'm right where I need to be. And you repeat that daily. And a mantra that really helped me was I make a fabulous living doing what I love. And I repeated that daily. And soon enough, I was called for my first travel writing assignment. And all of a sudden, I got an agent and things started moving forward. So it's about retraining our brain to focus on the good. Can we go back a little bit to you're living in Chicago and you have 
what you would describe as like the picture perfect life. You have the boyfriend, you have the great job, you are high flying, but you mentioned that you truly thought that everybody else was just as miserable inside as you were feeling. Did you think it was just the price to pay for success? I felt like it was just kind of what, because depression's very isolating. And so I felt like I was the only one, like I couldn't relate to people. I felt like I was always on the outside looking in and everyone else, I felt like they were happier. So when you see them at work laughing and going out for happy hour, I just felt like I couldn't relate. But when it came time for me to at night when I was crying or whatever the episode may be, I just assumed that that was I didn't feel like there's something wrong with me because I it was such my experience. I just felt like this is just how it is to be alive, you know? And so it was more or less not so much the price to pay as much as this is what you have to, I guess, yeah, this is what you have to deal with if you want to be on earth. <laughs> I got you. I'm a sensitive soul, so I get you as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so many sensitive souls just kind of be like, this is this how it's always been and always will be. So you use your mantras. That was one of the tools that you really started using to help pull you back up. But how did you use those to get you out of the life you were living? So they became transformational for me in my practice. And so what I mean by practice is I decided to commit to feeling better. And at that point, I had just been so stuck in my depression and anxiety. My anxiety at times got so bad that I would actually pass out. Like I would forget to breathe. I remember one time I was at the mall and I woke up and all these like medics and stuff were around. And my best friend's like, no, no, it's just something that she does. And it was like, because I just was so afraid of the world. And so the mantras really helped me recognize that it is okay. There is a power greater than you that is here to support you. And that's why I think the book wrote itself in the sense of I had to sit down and write it, but it was a universal energy and guidance and wisdom pouring through me that needed to be shared. And so these mantras were exactly that, a practice where I would wake up in the morning and I started to write them on sticky notes and I had them all over my desk. I put them all over my windows, my bathroom mirror. So my brain was only focusing on the positive possibilities. And there's such a powerful way to recondition your fear-based mind and really heal yourself from any trauma, addiction, pain. Of course, there was a lot of layers. I started to take better care of myself. I started to surround myself with like-minded people, people. I removed a lot of friendships that were toxic. And I was unapologetic about protecting my energy and knowing that I deserve to be happy. And that was the key turning point. So the Shannon that is literally, her anxiety is so debilitating that you sometimes just stop breathing and are passing out. Did the anxiety go away quickly once you started to change your life and once you started to believe and really put faith in something bigger than yourself or was it a gradual process? I like to say that everything's a gradual process because when you're in it, it feels like all you wanted to do is go (laughs) exactly. And I think that's the problem with the self-help kind of community and all of you, even life coaching. But what I will say is looking back, it feels like it was overnight. And so 
<laughs> while you're in it, it, it takes time. But what I will really re-reference is I do believe that the for me, my depression started to go away the minute I started to choose to follow my heart and focus on what brought me the most joy. I was not allowing myself to be who I really was. I was going through the motions. I wasn't trusting myself and I didn't believe in myself. So for me personally, that's why... I believe I was able to heal my depression without the use of medication. And I know that medication has a very pl- a place for many people and, and listeners. But I think when we really get clear about what we're running from or who, how we're avoiding our true self, because really the fix and everything that I do today and the foundation of the work is about us coming back to, to who we really are and allowing ourselves to be who we are. Because in that, freedom comes and fear can't exist. Mm. So you would say that back in in Chicago, you were living a life of shoulds. I should be climbing the corporate ladder. I should be marrying the guy that happens to be my boyfriend right now. this This is what a good life looks like. Yes. My parents are proud of me. I'm making good money. I have, you know, I can buy anything I want whenever I want, you know, that whole mentality. So it was a lot of shoulds. And I think those shoulds, I I thought it's what I wanted. I put myself through grad school to get into this industry and to really work at like a top agency. It was one of the top in the world. And so I thought it's what you wanted. So the real question is what happens when you work for something And you get it and it doesn't feel like what you had hoped and planned and financially invested in. That was the real thing. And so part of my depression was being unwilling to look at a plan B. And part of my depression was was because I was so stuck in my this is what you're supposed to do. This is this is what society does. And I couldn't understand uh, why I felt different until I started to say, you know what? It's okay that I'm different. This is totally okay. And so giving myself permission to be me was the radical change and miracle, really. Oh, that is so beautiful because I, you're not alone. I just know there will be so many people listening who are like, like you said, I'm not prepared to think about a plan B until depression and anxiety got to the point that it was debilitating. And you're like, Ugh, I'm going to have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is. I was, you know, I think we we get to a point where we can hit rock bottom, but really we only have to hit rock bottom depending on how stubborn we are. And you don't have to let it get to that point, really. So you've recently released or re-released one of your books called Find Your Happy Daily Mantras. And as you've been a longtime mentor of mine, I feel like this book has been in my life forever. When did you originally write this book? Yeah. So find your happy daily mantras. I actually wrote in 2014 and I decided to self-publish it first with the goal and the intention to get it out for my coaching clients. I had a coaching practice that was really thriving and I wanted to be of service on the highest level for my coaching clients. And so I literally sat down and wrote the book in two weeks. It just flowed through me. And part of that was because in order to get it out by Christmas, I released it on Amazon and with 
Balboa Press at the time, the deadline was in like three weeks. So I was like, okay, I can do this. And originally the publishing industry was like, that's impossible. And I said, nope, I'm going to do it. And it worked really well because I basically just allowed the words to flow through me and everything was just very succinct. And it was like, I was working with the universe to bring this to form. And then as I was writing it, I really had the intention that I always wanted it to be picked up with a publisher and eventually turn into a mantra card deck. But again, right timing is very important. So I trusted the timing of it. And so here we are 2018. And it's been picked up by Beyond Words because it did so well. And it's been of service for so many people. And it's just such a gift to the world to myself. Just it's such a special book. I just cannot believe that the original version of this flowed out of you in two weeks because I have been saying this to my own coaching clients. It's probably the book that I consider has the most wisdom in it of anything on my bookshelf. Every single page is full of wisdom. So do you really feel like as you were writing for those two weeks, you mentioned that the words just flowed through you. Do you almost feel like they came from a higher place? Yeah, I do. I really feel like my my soul, my higher self, the universe was really, we were all kind of teaming up to make this happen. And so the wisdom is, it, it really is the principles of what I teach in my coaching, law of attraction, following your heart, being true to yourself. But I think what's really beautiful about it is it's succinct, whereas the universe, so now the reader, the way the book is, so it's, it's mantras. And mantras are a very powerful healing tool because actually mantra is from Sanskrit. It's like a root word that means man, like the mind of man and tra means tool. So it's mantras are just tools for the mind. And so when we recondition our mind, I it's each page is really dissected with one mantra. And then there's a meditative first person kind of affirmation that you repeat. And then there's a power question. So within that, it's a very succinct practice to find your happy to really be happy and practice happiness each day and return to our true self. Question for you about mantras. Do you think that you have to wholeheartedly believe them for them to be useful? Or is it okay if they still feel kind of strange or uncomfortable when you're reading them? That's such a great question. I think in the beginning, it's very natural for us to not fully believe them. Of course, it's a process. And so to go to and having a belief for many, many years that you can't be happy or you have to work really hard to be successful. The, the belief, So let's go back to the belief when I first left corporate, you can't make a living doing what you love. Like that was so ingrained in me. So the first thing I did is I looked at that and I said, is this my belief? And I recognized that a lot of what I was carrying forward was my parents' beliefs or my grandparents' beliefs and, you know, ancestral stuff that's been passed down that wasn't even mine. So questioning it was a huge moment of transformation and saying, you know what? I don't have to take on a belief that doesn't really serve me. And then you can approach the mantra that feels more powerful, which is I make a fabulous living doing what I love, or I can reach many people with my words. People want to hear what I have to say, whatever it may be. And as you start to repeat them more regularly, they become a lot more natural. It's just like working out. The first time we go to the gym, like when we haven't worked out in a long time, we're like sore. We might be empowered. Like, yes, we're doing it. Yes, we're repeating mantras. But oh, this feels weird. And it's really about the consistency. And that's why it's a practice. And that's why there's 365 days to make a whole life in a year of this a natural way for you to, to focus on being balanced. I believe and I say a lot in my 
podcast, people have probably heard me and other materials that I write, that what we feed our mind matters. And I feel like this is a great way to feed your mind beautiful and positive thoughts every single day. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. It's like aligning yourself with the good instead of immediately starting with the bad. So you can start in the morning with a mantra, you can pull it throughout the day. And this book is awesome because you can do one day at a time, like start the day you get it and do one day. Or the way I like to do it and the way I do it with my coaching clients is I just say, what message do I need right now and open up to a page and it never fails. You get the exact message you need in that moment. It is freaky how amazing it is when you just flick to a page or obviously the card deck and pull a card and the messages that you get. Daily practices. So I was listening to, I think it was Jonathan Fields recently, having a conversation with Tim Ferriss. But what I loved about their conversation was that Jonathan Fields said that he ties reading a page of inspiration a day to his meditation practice. So mm-hmm. he will meditate and then read a a little piece of inspiration, just a page a day. But I've found that tons of my clients are freaked out by the idea of meditating. They don't like it. They don't want to start it as much as I'm like, meditate, meditate. People are kind of freaked out by that. And what I was thinking a beautiful use for your book would be for people who aren't yet comfortable with the idea of meditation, but want to do some form of kind of grounding and centering practice every day. I think reading one of your mantras daily is the perfect place to start. Do you think it would be a good use for something like that? Kind of like maybe meditation is your next step after reading your mantra, but you don't have to start there. Yes. And I I designed it that way and wrote it that way because the truth be told, I talk about meditation, but I don't sit on a pillow and and kind of zone out. And I think that's kind of the thing we think when we hear meditation, it feels a little intimidating. Maybe we've sat for a couple of seconds and we're like, oh, this is too hard. And then we feel bad because everyone else is talking about meditation and like how healing it is. And then we're like, oh, I can't get there. So I think the first thing is we take the judgment off of feeling bad because I've been there. I am there. I do that. That. And how I look at meditation now is it's just being present. It's allowing yourself to be fully present in the moment. And so my meditation practice, I meditate every day, but my meditation looks like pulling a mantra when I first wake up in the morning, what's my intention for the day. And then also meditating. I love crystals, so I'll hold crystals. And what I do now is I visualize and I visualize a big goal that I'm working on or a dream. And I just focus intentionally for three to five minutes on that visualization. And I do this right before I go to bed. And this is one of the most powerful ways. This is a form of meditation, but it doesn't feel like it's work because you're focusing. It's like a kid who's who's dreaming about what they want for Christmas. You're like, what? wouldn't it be nice? What if this happens? What if? And we start to paint the life we truly want. And so one of my favorite mantras in the whole book is... I imagine myself living my ideal life. That is that is really the the foundation of all of the work in the book. And if we can just get ourselves to a place of visualization and hold that, our life will radically change. I love that. So you're saying that basically your evening routine is to read a mantra and then to spend three to five minutes. So are you tucked up in bed at this point, just dreaming about I what am. you want in the future? 
Everyone can do that. We can all do that, people. That is not too hard. (laughs) And you know what's beautiful about it is you, instead of going to bed like I used to, thinking about all the things that didn't go well that day, the things I didn't get checked off my list or what I ate that I regret or whatever it may be, you're in a place of love and hope and gratitude instead of fear, shame, and guilt. And so then when you go to bed, your mind, the crazy judgmental mind and the the self-doubter we have, it actually has a time to rest. And you're sending it into a restful state with a powerful, uplifting vibration. And then when you wake up in the morning, you actually feel better. So I would invite anyone and everyone listening to just try it out, do it tonight and do it for like the next week and then see how your whole day feels better because you went to bed the night before with a focus. Dreaming of what you want. And so this is the book that needs to sit on your bedside table. I love it. (laughs) I'm just thinking of myself thinking back to, like you said, a kid at Christmas and dreaming about the the toys, obviously, that I wanted when I was a kid (laughs) at Christmas. So that's what we're all to do. We just need to dream about the things we want to bring into our lives. Focused intention. Yes, it's so good. And that's really what it is. Yeah. I have had so much inspiration from this book over the last few years. And there are, as we were saying, 365 meditations. So it's not the type of book that you would sit down and read in one setting. It really is a guidebook that you keep with you. Did you revise any of them in the new edition or what yeah. changed? Yes, in fact, it's it's totally an updated edition. And that's I'm so glad you brought that up because there's – a third of the book is totally new, totally new. So even if you have the other book, uh, the original, the new one is updated. And what's really powerful and beautiful about that is me as the teacher, as the coach, I've evolved and my teaching has kind of changed and evolved as well since 2014. So you get this really balanced, the the first part of Play With The World when I launched my business and my coaching and my first two books are all about living a life you're proud of and being fulfilled. And then the work started to go deeper and as in like really loving yourself because you can't be happy if you're not actually your own friend. And so there's this beautiful holistic book and this holistic practice of not only that balance of go get what you want and practice your dreams, live your dream life. But it's also about believing in yourself, trusting yourself and knowing that you are so worth everything that you truly desire. There's two more things I want to talk about now after talking through that. Self-trust. This has been something I've been talking about with my clients lately and the importance of learning to trust ourselves. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned that when you were in that place of depression and anxiety that one of the things that you started to do was to listen to your inner voice and to trust your higher self how do we go about you being quite shut off is what I assume you were from that intuitive nudge or that voice inside you how do we go about learning to trust ourselves again it's definitely again a daily practice, but in the in the real big picture, it really becomes about you wanting what you don't have more than what you have. Because if we've been going on autopilot or we've been stuck or we're feeling like we're sacrificing any part of ourselves or settling is really what it is. I was settling. I was settling in a body I didn't like. I was settling in a career. I was with a man I didn't see my future with. And I was just kind of like, okay. 
And then it got to a point where you, of course, tap into the courage that is already within you to say, I don't know what is ahead, but I know that it's going to have to be better than this. And so we have to choose. And in my 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 uh, last book before this, before the self-love adventures for your in my book, Adventures for Your Soul, the very first chapter is we settle because we think it's as good, the best we can get. And so we get to a point where we have to say, you know what? I want more than this. And when we do that, the self-trust kicks in and we recognize that everything is so much better than we even ever could give ourselves credit for. Like things start to flow. When you take one step, I often say, and one of the mantras in this book is we learn the way on the way. I didn't know that my life was going to be what it is today, but I had the visualization and that's what I held forward. And I said, I'm going to work towards that. I'm going to take one step at a time and I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And I think that's what stops us is we don't always know how, how do we trust ourselves? How, how do I know it's going to work out? I hear that a lot. How do I know? What if I fail? What will people think if I do this? And so it's about really looking at those one at a time, those fears and addressing them with, with love and kindness. We learn the way on the way. That is so good, Shannon. It's my favorite. I say it all the time when I'm branching out into something new, which technically we're always growing and changing. And that's that's part of the process of being alive. Right. So it gets rid of that fear around the unknown. And also takes that pressure off that we need to see the whole path. Right. And especially especially perfectionists, which I know I have a little bit of a tendency, unless I can see the entire map, I'm like, is it really safe? Right. But we learn the way on the way. And I'm living proof of that as much as I know you are. Oh my gosh. I couldn't have written the journey I had been, I have been on in the last three or so years. If I tried, it's so much better than I expected. And that's exactly it. Yes. And, And you know what happens when we take one step, the next step reveals itself, the next best step for us. And I often say that everything happens, it's also a mantra in the book, is for our highest good. And so when we take a specific step, the universe knows naturally what the next right step for your highest good will be. And so if we see a closed door, so for example, when I very first left the corporate advertising, I started applying for a lot of ad agencies. I moved back to Portland, Oregon, where I grew up to be with family. And I started applying for advertising and all they kept saying no. And this is before I really got clear that I was like ready to leave the industry. And I kept saying, it's this or something better. It's this or something better. And what I recognized is this something better was my dream career that revealed itself one step at a time because I learned the way on the way. I didn't leave advertising and say, I'm going to be a writer. It was through that kind of in-between stage that I discovered my true passion. I was talking about this with, uh, I was a guest on another podcast asking me if I had sort of made my decisions very consciously about where I am today. And when I look back, it was part nudge from the universe and part conscious decision making. But I had to it wasn't all me just kind of forging my way ahead. There were some closed doors. There were some fears I came up against that nudged me in the direction of my dreams, which is just what I needed. And it sounds like a similar thing happened to you. You know, you're thinking, I still need to work in advertising. And the universe is going, I know what is best for you. And you're not going to get those jobs. 
Yeah. And you know, it's funny too, because I remember being in the interviews and it's important to recognize this because I think a lot of listeners might relate or have a situation. And I remember thinking, I didn't think consciously that I don't want this job, but I would do things to sabotage it, not realizing it. Like, like a thank you email. And there were so many spelling errors. It was crazy. And so it's like, after I read that, I that was, I remember that moment because we were on like the third round of interviews and it just wasn't flowing. But I was like, this is a dream job. Anybody would want to work at this company. And I remember thinking that my true self, the higher self, was doing things to kind of really steer me into a direction that was truly better. And soon after, I landed a freelance writing job for a company where I could work from home and I could spend time with my dog at the time in my slippers. So I got the freedom that I wanted and I was actually getting paid to be a writer and I'd write their corporate blogs. And it was such a good gig for the transition. And I was like, wow, I would have never thought this because I was a designer before. So it's really about trusting the universe and recognizing that if if we get no's, another mantra in the book is rejection is protection. And truly, it's not really rejection. We're getting protected and being steered into a better direction for our life. I've always believed that our, I would call it our soul, knows the quickest and most direct route to our joy or our happiness. And I think those mantras we're discussing there are a perfect example of that. You know, rejection is protection and you will find your way on the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. And they work really well together. And those were the the foundational mantras that helped me pull into the next phase of my life. Talking about pulling into that phase and the use of mantras, because I'm a big fan of mantras and I often hear your mantras going through my head. It's like Shannon lives inside my head now, people. (laughs) But I found they are things to really hold onto, you know, and you're using the language, pull yourself up. I use mantras as things to hold me steady when I feel a little bit unsteady myself, to really grip onto and to feel like I am standing on solid ground. Do you think that's how we can use mantras to really pull ourselves up, to reassure our minds and to, to hold on to? Absolutely. The mantra foundation is about returning to your true self. And so when we repeat these mantras, we immediately disengage with anxiety and fear and we return to our natural wholeness. So it really is a practice that we can do, but it's about moving you into the next phase of your life. But more more importantly, it's about inner peace. It's about returning to your essence, your truth, which is love and who you are in this moment. And that's why I love it. It's a grounding process. Got yeah. It grounds us and keeps us feeling strong. Yeah. So we talked about self-trust, but I feel like there is also a theme in what you do, and especially in this book, around trusting in something bigger than ourselves as well. And we touched on it at the start of the podcast, but can we talk about that? Did it help you when you were moving out of your space of really disenchanted with life, for lack of a better way to put it, did it help you to have faith in something bigger than you? Yeah, 100%. And I think if we look at this almost like a healing of addictions or healing of um, fear, you know, fears and addiction and anxiety, the like any 12 step program, there's believe in a power that's greater than your own, or we learn to uh, get help from something bigger than ourselves. And so for me, this a huge part of my turning point in my own journey was recognizing I'm not alone 
and there is a universal support guide uh, for me. It's angels, God, higher power, all of that, like whatever resonates with you. It's just knowing that you are not alone. And truly, that has really been I they're part of my team. Like, I always am talking and working with the universe. And that's how this book is able to help so many people like whenever just we had a session the other day, and we pulled the right mantra for you, because that energy is coming in to support you as well. Such a power mantra. If you guys want to hear it, I had it just pulled before. Which mantra? Where is my mantra? The mantra that Shannon pulled for me recently was on day 142, I am tenacious with my goals. They are actualized with love. Mm. And and the power, yeah, it was so good. And the power question that goes with that mantra was, what goal can I add more love to? Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful because a lot of times we have these goals and we have focuses that we're working towards and we get into the workhorse mode and it's like, got to do this, got to do this. Okay. Check, check. Okay, go, go. And then we forget about the passion and we forget about the love. And that just came in at the nice right time to say, guess what? The more love we put into our goals, the easier they become to manifest and the more fun they are. Right. The more joy we experience in the doing rather than the objective. It was just what I needed at the right time. It's so fun. And what's beautiful about the book too, is we also created the affirmation card deck and there's also different, the card deck has mantras that aren't even in the book. Like there's a fourth of the card deck that's totally fresh and new. So the card deck I carry around with me and I pull a card and my mom does too. And she's like, look at the card I got today. And it's just like a really fun process as well. I just don't even know how you wrote that many mantras. You're like a mantra (laughs) genius. It's insane because they're all super awesome people. You know, what's amazing is I'll, I'll share a story too. What's funny is they, I, there was one point in the book and I knew I was on a two week timeline where I felt a little bit, um, I guess writer's block for maybe a half hour. Cause it was like eight <laughs> hours a day for like two days, like, two I days. Love it. for like a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I did. I said, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go to a coffee shop and work. And as I was at the coffee shop, I was in this beautiful, one of my favorite spots, a big lush chair in the corner typing and it was flowing. But then a whole bunch of kids, like a, a family of, uh, it looked like a soccer practice had just finished and they came in and they were running around and they were like pulling at my feet and they were like doing all these things. And that mantra became, oh, I am calm in the chaos. And I was like, because I didn't let what was happening outside of me affect what I needed to produce. And I realized that our inspiration is all around us. And the universe brought me to that copy shop to be able to write something like that. Cause a lot of the mantras were focused more on personal, your dreams, but then it's like, wait a second, you can still keep moving forward no matter what's going on outside of you. So it was kind of a fun process. That is such, I have just, look, people, <laughs> If I hope you had a notepad at the start of this because that we've already discussed so many amazing mantras to keep you grounded. I am calm in the chaos. You know what? That's one I need to add to my list. Yeah, right. It's It's about really returning to center again. Because I think life can just be super chaotic. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you a couple of random questions. I think I've touched on some of these before, but it's been a little while since we last spoke. What is your favorite form of self-care right now, Shannon? Mm, it's such <laughs> a beautiful so question. <laughs> oh, my, I say it's a beautiful question because my self-care practice is ramped up higher than it's ever been in my life. Like I am, again, tenacious with what I'm creating. And so the specific one that's really helped me right now is to really, believe it or not, is focus on my diet. About 60 days ago, I eliminated sugar and 
mostly carbohydrates. And I've just been really thriving and clear minded. And for me, that's really helped. So it's translated into a lot of other things, feeling better throughout the day and just focusing. So really, it comes into what I put in my body is helping me manifest easier on the outside. So when we're talking self-care down and dirty, just drinking more water and, and I've been eating more clean and buying organics, which I never, I bought before, but I kind of was lazy with my habits. I ate out a lot and I just am cooking more. So good food and water. You're nurturing your physical body. I love it. Yeah. Have you read a book in the last year or so that touched you? And if so, which one was it? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of the books I'm reading right now are like I just bought the Solo Travel Handbook by and I've been playing reading that and How to Travel the World on fifty dollars a lesser day because I'm getting ready to travel for one hundred for three hundred sixty five days nonstop. Um, so that's been a focus. But the biggest book that's really changed and helped me is actually called The Book of Mastery. I picked it up a couple last month and I've been reading it and it's a spiritual book on really mastering your life. And again, that foundation is just beautiful because it talks about we are here to express ourselves. And anytime we feel disconnected from that, when fear comes in, anxiety, depression, stress, it's because we have stepped away from who we are. And so it's all about returning to you. Because we have stepped away from who we are. That is so powerful. Oh my gosh, I get little tingles. What does fulfillment mean to you, Shannon? Fulfillment is why we're here. I believe that we're all on earth so we can truly express ourselves and be who we really are meant to be. And it's different for every single person. And so fulfillment means that I get to be me and do what I love and share it with as many people who want to be shared in the experience with me. (laughs) Okay, so starting to wrap up, Shannon, if you could give someone who is currently feeling some level of depression or anxiety, as I know many of my clients are, what would be the piece of advice you would give them? I would say to really recognize that you're not off track and you haven't made a mistake and you're not behind. And starting there by starting to become aware of the guidance and the insights. So the the feeling that I should go to the bookstore when you're like, why would I go to the bookstore? I don't need to go. That feeling came to you because there might be a book there that's wanting you to read it. And so there's little, again, it comes back to the universal support. So there's always support around us and we have to take the steps to be open, to receive it. And so just be more aware Start to play with the universe. I play games with the universe all the time. Like, wouldn't it be nice? I would love to, you know, I did a game a couple months ago where I said it would be so great to have more money through the holidays. And I said, I would like to receive checks in the mail. Universe, let's play a game. And I did my visualization at night where I just said, it'd be so great to get a check. Two days later, I got a check in the mail for like $3. And I could have been like, oh, that's stupid. That's not even enough for coffee. But instead I said, ah, it's working. And so I kept going. And then within a week, I had a check for $300. And so it's really about just being more playful with your experience of moving through this stage. 
Can you pull a mantra for us, Shannon? Yes, I was so, so excited. So I was if like, you have, pull a mantra. <laughs> yeah, if you have sessions with Shannon, this is why this book is so dear to my heart. Because as I mentioned at the start, Shannon's been a longtime mentor of mine. And at the close of every session you have with Shannon, she will pull a mantra from this book. And so I would love if you could do that for us right now. All of the Here to Thrive podcast listeners, I can even hear you flicking the pages. That's kind of fun. It's so amazing. I opened it immediately. It came here. And this is actually kind of a sum up of our session today to our our call here. So it's day 69. And it's page number 72. My dreams will only succeed when I take a chance on them. And so I'm going to read the, the part here. It says your dreams are important and they come to you for a reason. When you are inspired, you should take action. Look at a recent dream of yours that manifested easily into reality. It did take courage and it took dedication, but you did it. Give yourself the recognition you deserve and find it in you to do this again, because your future self is counting on you to take the chance on your dreams. You won't regret it. And then the power question for you is what dream have I ignored, but it keeps coming back to my mind. What action step can I take to move this dream forward? So many power mantras in there. I hope that conversation helped you feel grounded and maybe even not alone. I really appreciated how she shared so much of her journey of how she got to where she is today and how mantras had such an impact on that very journey. Shannon's been in my life for a number of years now and her mantras reverberate in my mind these days. Trust the process. I even hear it in her accent because you know that I say process. It's been one that has stuck with me. Trust the process. Her book is called Find Your Happy Daily Mantras. It's the daily mantra version. There's also the card deck that she mentioned. So go and get your hands on a hot little copy of this book. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. But Shannon was super generous. And she has delivered me a book that she has signed to give to one of you. If you want that book, head over to Instagram, put up a post where you mention listening to this podcast episode with at Shannon Kaiser writes and me at Kate.snowwise. Find us both at Shannon Kaiser writes and at kate.snowwise on Instagram. Mention us both in any post and I will announce on Instagram and I'll mention it on the podcast as well in two weeks time on the 23rd of February who I will be sending the signed version of Find Your Happy Daily Mantras too. And I should say, it will be randomly drawn. If you enjoyed this episode, tell one of your friends. Let them in on the goodness. And check out the back catalogue. I've been doing this for a little bit now, so you might like a few other things around here. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, I've got another little favor to ask you. It would mean so much if you would leave a meaningful review. Thankfully, iTunes have made it easier. Go Apple. If you'd like to find out more about me, the host, Kate, 
head to thrive.how. If you'd like to find the show notes and a direct link to purchase Shannon's book, head to thrive.how forward slash daily mantras. Next week, I'll be back as I always am. And until then, have a beautiful week, have a beautiful day, and keep thriving. Till next time.